Okay, guys, we're on Dajit Benamabet. We continue with the uh, description of the Gaganatas about the Megillah. The Pasuk said, Bayom And it was the seventh day when the, the king's uh, heart was good, good with wine. You know, getting nice and uh, liquored up. So, uh, So Gemara says, what? Well, until now, he wasn't, uh, he wasn't drunk. He's been drinking for like a week. What's going on here? I don't understand exactly how this, uh, how this works. So I'm a rabbi, Yom Hashvi Shabbat Hayah. So he says the uh, the seventh day was Shabbos. She Yisrael Ochlin Veshotim. The Bnei Yisrael eat and drink. Matchilim B'Divrei Torah B'Divrei Tishbachot. They start with Divrei Torah and like praises of Hashem. I mean, the Jews when they have a meal, it's like a very like holy experience. Aval Ovdei Kochavim Shochlin Veshotim Ein Matchilim Ale B'Divrei Tiflut. But that means the idolaters when they eat and drink, they start dealing with Tiflut. What's Tiflut? It's like uh, uh, it says here licentiousness, you know, like uh, inappropriate things. The same thing happened at this uh, this wicked man's uh, uh, meal. So what do they start talking about? These guys say the Madai women are the most pretty. They say the, <coughs> the Persian women are the most uh, pretty. Look how crass the Gemara presents it. The uh, the, the utensils that I use, they don't use like a utensil that I use. It's like pretty awful. It's not uh, not Median or Persian, and rather it's, it's Babylonian. You guys want to see it? So it's basically like they're all one upping each other about how like gorgeous their women are. It's disgusting. So I'm low in. They say, yeah, let's see. As long as she's naked. It's like what? Well, it gets worse and worse. Because the measure a person uh, uses, he'll be measured the same way. Meaning, uh, what does it teach us? This teaches an interesting idea that Vashti would, that this wicked Vashti, would bring Jewish girls and strip them naked, and she would make them do melacha labor on Shabbat. Okay, and that's, that's why she had to be brought naked. Right, it says this is what it means. It says after these matters, when the king, then the king's anger sort of like settled down. Achashverosh remembers Vashti and what she had done and what was decreed to her. Now that's uh, what does that mean? Kishem sheasta kach nigzaraleh. That's so the the, the, the juxtaposition there of the asta and nigzaraleh, just whatever she done did. And that's what she got sort of a similar decree upon her. Okay, interesting. So see, there's a lot of blame on Vashti here, but generally just for the whole crassness of the whole uh, enterprise. Okay, but Temein Hamalka Vashti. Megillah says that Vashti refused. But Temein, she refused. Mirchte, let's see. Pritsuta by she was a promiscuous woman. As it was stated earlier, that they both had intention for Avera. So what's going on? So my time in Loatai, so why wouldn't she come? Meaning this woman is so disgusting anyway, she has no, no morals. So why wouldn't she appear naked? She doesn't care. You know, so I'm Rabbi Yosi Barchanina Melamei This teaches us that she uh, had a, a bout of leprosy of tzarat. The Matnitatana it was taught in the Brayta Ba Gabriel Ba Zanav, maybe one of the most famous uh, midrashim about uh, Vashti. That uh, Gabriel Hamalach came and made her a tail, made her a tail. Okay, so it's certainly a strange uh, midrash. But the idea is sort of like trying to explain, you know, based on the way the Gemara is understanding this whole story and the whole background. So why wouldn't she show up? There must have been some physical blemish, and you know that's sort of like a classic, you know, uh, way to understand that person would be embarrassed. Well, I have a tail. The answer is yes, she has a tail. Say again? In, in my Gemara, not phrases in square brackets. Yeah, square brackets, yeah. I Usually mean, square... Yeah, there, there is an opinion that does, there is a version that doesn't have that in the text. That's true. That's, That's true. interesting. But yeah. Okay.
Now it says, by Yixov HaMelech Ma'od. It says, the king became very angry. Amai Dal Kulehai. Why did he get so, like, burnt up here? Amarava Shal Because sent the following message to him. Look at this bad relationship. Again, bad relationship, you start bringing up things that are not relevant. She says, Bar Ohoraye Da'aba. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the stable boy of my father. This is what she says back to Achashverosh. Right, the Midrash is telling, understanding that Achashverosh was not uh, uh, suitable to the king from his own lineage. He sort of came into the power, so he must have been, was the stable boy of the uh, of her father. My father, he would receive a thousand guests with wine, meaning that you know you have a party, you uh, greet your guests, and what do you do when you greet the guests at the party? Have a lachaim. Right, or whatever they whatever they would call it in of Lachaim. So uh, he he had a thousand you know, drinks of wine, and he didn't become uh, drunk at all. Bahu Gavra, and that man, meaning you, you became drunk immediately. So she's like talking trash talk to him. So miyad So immediately his uh, anger burned in him. Okay, okay, that's why he got angry. Now, uh, good lessons here about also like uh, bad communication. That's a good lesson in bad communication, right? Bringing up other things, you know, trash talking people, making them feel bad. Not a good idea. The king said to the Chachamim, Man Chachamim, who are the wise men? Rabbanan. It was the rabbis. Because it says, Yodei Ha'itim. They knew the times. Meaning what? That the Chachamim, our Chachamim, they know how to, uh, we say, intercalate the years, to make leap years, and to establish the months. So that's what Yodei Ha'itim. So they take the, this idea of Yodei Ha'itim, and that's what he said. Amr Lahu, he said to them, Dainuali, uh, judge her for me. So now they're, in the, now they're in the pickle. Amru, hey, what should we do? They said, If we say to him to kill her, tomorrow, then tomorrow his uh, wine will uh, go away. I Meaning he'll sober up and he'll want a wreck. And then he'll, I mean, not from us. And so then he'll, and then he'll be like, oh, what do you mean? We told you to kill her. He's like, you killed, told the killer. And he'd be so angry at us. So like, we're, we're, we're done. But we say to him, But she denigrated the kingdom. Right? So, so we're stuck in, in between a rock and a hard place here. So I'm below. They said back to him, uh, here's the following problem. Since the Beit HaMikdash was destroyed and we've been exiled from our land, the, uh, the, the advice has been removed from us. I mean, the, the, the sound, uh, you know, a skill that we have of counsel has been removed from us. We don't know how to judge capital cases. Um, so go to Amun Moab, who are sitting in their place, uh, like wine that sits on its sediment. Meaning that we have this problem that we are like so, uh, you know, like uh, disconnected from our roots that we can't possibly be sort of like, a, you know, have sound mind to be able to rule these things. It's a nice little interjection here of, a, of an actual halacha that we know that the Chachamim don't judge Dine Nefasho outside of Eretz Israel. That is true. Okay? But, uh, so we can't do it. So we're going to Moab. Amun Moab, their nations, they've been sitting in their lands forever. They've never been disturbed. Like, uh, again, like the, you think like the wine with the sediment, right? Think about, you know, sediment that goes to the bottom of the wine. So if you shake it up, so the sediment is you know, floating throughout the wine. If it's you know if it sits still for a while, so all the sediment drops to the bottom. That's what they're saying. I'm the most you know sat still. But time Amrlay, and they gave uh, they gave him a good uh, a good reason. Okay, and we'll go some sukim here. Dichtiv, as it says here, I'll read the long pasuk. No, I'll, I'll translate. Sha'anan Moab min Urav says Moab has been at ease from its youth. 
bishokei to al shemarav, and it is settled on its translates here as lees, but the word shmarim is like sediment, right? For the for the wine, below who rock mikli el kli, and never has been emptied from one vessel to another vessel. Uvagola lo halach, and it never went to exile. Al kain amad taamobo, therefore its taste remained with it. Verecho lo gamar, and its uh, smell has not, or its aroma has not changed. Okay, so meaning like so, go to them. They're going to be ones much more settled. They can deal with it much better. So Miyan immediately after that says, "Bahakarobe love karshana sheitar about the tarshish meres mars not mumichal." So it lists all the different seven uh, uh, wise men who helped him make the decision. Amar Rabbi Leiva kol pasuk zal shum korbanot emar. Rabbi Leiva says this whole pasuk of all the different wise men is a reference to the korbanot. Namar Karshana. It says, I'm oh, sorry, Karshana. The first one is Karshana. Amru Malachi Asher Lev Nakadash Baruchu. The angels, I guess, are saying to Hashem, Rebano Shalolam, Master Universe. Now, I think what's happening here is that you said the Midrash now is, is sort of saying that the, the, the angels are anticipating that this is where the downfall is going to happen, right? Like killing Vashti, things are going to get bad, Muhammad's going to rise to power, things are going to get really bad here. Okay? And it seems like a, like a last ditch effort by the Malachim to sort of save B'nai Israel. We've seen also Midrashim indicating that B'nai Israel, through their own misbehavior, are going to be. You know, liable for this uh, potential danger, so they're going to try to get out of it through a reference to these seven names. Well, it says uh, the Karshana, Klum he creepu lepanecha karim bnei shana kederik she creepu Yisrael lepanecha. Right, have the other nations offered before before you karim lambs uh, a year old karim shana karshana? Get it? The same way the Jews offer to you uh, sheitar. The next one, Klum he creepu lepanecha stay torim to bulls or oxen admata. Klum banu lefanecha mizbeach ad mizbeach adama. I don't like the word adama. Do they build before an altar of uh, earth? Tarshish klum shimshu. That's a little bit of a tr- tricky or a play on words there. Have they served lefanecha bebigdei kuna with the, uh, the, the, uh, the 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 priestly garments? Yichtiv behu tarshish b'shoham v'yashve. It says tarshish is. Tar- you see, it's the word tarshish. It's a uh, translation here is beryl. You know the you know the gem beryl I don't but it is beryl b e r y l okay onyx uh, and jasper okay tov meres klum mirsu bedam lefenacha meres means to stir mirsu is to stir they stir the blood that's one of the things they stir the blood they used to stir the blood to make sure it didn't congeal before they pour it on the mizbeach marsena klum mirsu b'menacha lefenacha marsena is also the same, same shorash have they stirred the menacha the meal offerings of oil and flour mimbuchan Klum hechinu sholchala v'nachal. Did they prepare the table right with the lachem apanim? Okay, so there's all that uh, attempt. Didn't work. Okay, it didn't work. But that was the idea that they all reference korbanot. By Yomer Mimuchan. So then Mimuchan spoke up. Okay, he was the last one mentioned. He speaks up. Tana Mimuchan zehaman. It told us that Mimuchan is haman. The lamedik rashmo Mimuchan. Why is it called Mimuchan? Shemuchan lepuranot. Puranut. He is prepared for punishment for destruction. Okay. Amar of Hana, this great line here. Amar of Kahana, Mikan Shehahediot Kofes Barosh. From here we learn that the common man jumps to the front. Okay? What it means is that uh, Mimbuchan is the last of the advisors who is mentioned, so he clearly seems to be the least significant. But he's the one who speaks up. But that's what happens sometimes that uh, the person who is the least qualified speaks. You know? Uh, sometimes I would say, like, like, you know, sometimes like you go to a cashier and the rub says something uh, really uh, complicated, and all the people who are, like, you know, knowledgeable have to think, oh, that's interesting. I have to think about that. How do I, like, understand? That, given all the other things I know, and like the, the idiot who doesn't really know much, goes like, oh, that doesn't make any sense because blah, 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 he asks Akasha based on nothing. He doesn't know anything, but he's not embarrassed because he doesn't realize it's, like, it's difficult to ask the question. 
So, you know, sometimes uh, you say it's not bad as a dumb question. Maybe that's true. But you have to sometimes you have to know your place to sort of know, like, is it worth it to speak up or not? You know, you have to be careful. So here, too, you know, Haman, he's like, he's not qualified. But he's like, ah, yeah, I'll just speak. I'll just say what you have to do. Okay, what does it say? Um, uh, so, so they had this uh, this statement that every man, they sent a proclamation that every man should rule over his house. This is also a great line. If not for the earlier letters, like this one, they wouldn't have been left from the haters of Israel, meaning the Jewish people, uh, uh, any remnant at all. We'd be completely gone. Why? Amri, the people who heard, got this message from the king, said, My high, this Shadir Lan. What is this that he's sending to us? What, that every man should rule over his house? Pshita. That's obvious. Even a, um, what's it say? Uh, a weaver. Yeah, even a weaver in his house has to be a commander in the house, right? Meaning that uh, the, the idea that an individual should rule over his household, that's so obvious that when the king sends out this like ridiculous message, it makes him look like a moron. Okay? And that, that idea, the Gemara is suggesting, sort of allows there to be some doubt in people's minds about the king's commands later on. And maybe that leads to uh, a lack of, I don't know, participation or listening to the king. It's interesting. I don't know. Okay, then it says, The king should appoint uh, officers. <coughs> Here the idea was to gather up all the women, right? Because the king's feeling like uh, he's missing, uh, missing Vashti. I'm a Rebbe. Rebbe said, My dear what does it mean? The Pazik says, Mishlei called a Rome, Yaseh, Badat, Uxil, Yifrosh, Ivelet. It says, In everything a prudent man acts with knowledge, but a fool unfolds his folly. What does that mean? Call Arum Yasabadat. So an Arum, Arum here sounds like naked. That means also like it can be like a cunning. We saw the Nachash is Arum. Whereas it means like a smart man, he does with knowledge. Zedavid. Here's a verse of David. Dichtiv by Yomber Lo Abadav Yivakshul Adonai Hamelach Adonai Hamelach Darabi Tula. It says they should seek out for the for the Adonai Hamelach for the king a a young woman. Okay, that the idea was that when Deborah was old, they were looking for a woman to be like a misharetet for him, to, to be like a woman to serve him. So every guy who had a, had a daughter wanted to send it because it'd be like the single, the single daughter, the, the single woman that would be helped. I don't mean single, like unmarried, but also is unmarried. But like that one woman, so everyone wants their daughter to be that one woman. A very clever way to ask. But but the fool unfolds his follow folly. That he points officers. I mean, the idea is that he's like. Let's gather up all the women. So when you have, when the idea is they're gathering all the women, do you want your daughter to go when they're gathering all the women? Of course not. It says Koma the Habli Barta Ismuramine. Everybody has a son, everybody had a daughter, would hide her from him. Right? So it's saying that David is very smart, he's looking for one, whereas Akhajra is looking for thousands, so no one really wants to send. Continuing there's a, a Jewish man in the Shishana Bira, a man from Yehuda. So my Ka'amar, uh, what's he trying to say here about, about Mordechai? If it's trying to give us Yichos, like his lineage, let's give the, the Yichos of Ebed uh, all the way back to Binyamin. Ella, rather, what's happening here? Maishnahane. So what's happening over here? Like, what's so different over here? Tana, it says as follows. Kulan al Shmo Nikru. Everyone was being, uh, uh, what's it called? Mm-hmm. One second. Yeah. All these are, I guess, like this. they're all ways that he was referred to. Okay? He was referred to all these names. Nikra, Ben Yair, he was called Ben Yair. Why? Ben Shehir, a Nahum Shehisrael Bitfilato. He's a son who lit up the eyes of the Jews with his Tfilot. Okay? Ben Shimi, Ben Shehshama El Tfilato. 
uh, a son who God heard his tefillot. Ben Kish, Shehikish, Asharei Rachamim, Beneath Tefillot. He banged on the gates of mercy and they were open for him. Karile, okay, then it says Karile Yehudi, so it's calls him a Yehudi, Amam Yehuda Kadi, that implies that he's from Yehuda. But Karile Yimini, Amam Yibinyini Kadi, actually, sounds like he's from Yibinyamin, so which one is it? Is it you from Yehuda or from Binyamin? So Amr of Nachan, Mordechai Muhtar Bin Yibusohaya. It says, um, Mordechai was um, crowned with names, crowned with names, because he had lots of. Uh, Positive things like he's a called the Yehudi, uh, not necessarily that he's from Yehuda, but like he's sort of called that, even though it's like a royal, I guess royal. Different answer. He says his father is from Binyamin, so he's really Yemini, but his mother is from Yehuda. Okay. And then Rabbanan didn't give them an answer. They said it's not really about that. So the different families would argue with each other. Um, they said, we uh, caused that Mordechai was born. Because since Shimi Ben Gera never, uh, sorry, since David never killed Shimi Ben Gera, so then you end up with ultimately Mordechai, I guess, who was an ancestor, a uh, descendant of his. But we can see it's because of David's mercy. So David could have killed Shimi Ben Gera, he chose not to, so that's we got Mordechai, who was the savior. And Benjamin Amra, Minaikati, comes from us, meaning he is uh, he's from Benjamin. So, like he, so we're the ones who basically caused the salvation. Rabbi Amar, uh, Rabbi says differently. Knesset Yisrael Amra leidach Kisa that the Jewish people argue the opposite way. And we'll stop with this. And he says, "Ra'u ma'asali Yehudiu ma'shilem le'yimini." They're complaining. So he said, "Look what the Judean did to us, and what this Yimini did to us." Ma'asali Yehudi. What did the Yehuda person to lo katle David leshimi to itjali minei Mordechai to miknem beHaman? Right? They said, "Well, yeah, David he didn't kill Shimi. Was that good or bad? Well, it's bad because you know why? Yeah, it's true. Mordechai saved everybody in the end. But you know what else happened?" It's only because Mordechai was such a jerk to Haman that he uh, that the whole problem started in the first place. So thanks a lot. You, thanks a lot, David the Melech. And then Umashilim the Yemini. What did the Yeminis do to me? The Lokatle Shaul the Agag the Jalabinei Haman the Misar the Israel. Right, Agag. I'm sorry, Shaul, who's from Shevet Benjamin, didn't kill Agag. His descendant is Haman, and he's going to cause all the trouble for the Jewish people. So either way, you guys all mess it all up for us. So thanks a lot. That's the end of. Uh, that's there. We'll stop there. Sure.